Welcome everyone to our little special for the Movie Games Awards. So today we will be announcing the winners of these awards. Um, so first up, first category, it was Biggest Box Office Surprise. And the nominees for that was Oppenheimer, Barbie, The Marvels, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, Sound of Freedom, and The Flash. And the winner is Oppenheimer. Oh, okay. So what was your decision behind picking Oppenheimer over, say, something like Barbie? Oppenheimer is a three-hour movie with black and white sequences, and it made nearly a billion dollars. I think that's more surprising than Barbie, coming from one of the most popular toys of all time, a storied legacy throughout decades. There was always a potential for it to get to that level, but Oppenheimer blew my mind. Uh, excuse the pun, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but this isn't Nolan's first billion dollar film either. So the there's only, an expectation that he could reach that level, no? The only stuff that he's done is stuff of the Batman. Something else that has, has had decades of uh, a legacy behind it. So It's true. Yeah, nothing original has come close that he's done. I mean, oh, Inception, I guess, at around 850, 130, I think it yeah. was. Yeah, this one still really surprised me. And when you consider the landscape of today, where all these superhero movies and these IP-driven stuff are, are failing, Oppenheimer rose above. It's just, yeah, it's very surprising. It is. It yeah. is. That is actually a very, very fair point. Mm. Um, I don't think it's an incorrect choice, yeah. but I, I do like to, to challenge maybe the, the thought of it. Yeah. Um, uh, the Flash? Um, is that a surprise box office, best box office surprise in a surprisingly bad or surprisingly good? Surprisingly bad, of course. Like the Marvels as well, it's surprisingly bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we went with it can either be a surprise in terms of the positive or negative kind of surprise. Yeah. But all of mm -hmm. these were like quite deserving. Some some shocking ones this year. We're gonna move over to the most overrated film now. The nominations were Thanksgiving, Barbie, The Flash, Maestro, Fallen Leaves, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. And the winner is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part oh. One. <laughs> yep, this one's very high 90s on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it's probably a couple percent under um, Fallout, and it just didn't feel as if the film's quality was that high of a standard, just thinking about it now, um, since it released in July. Yeah, it didn't seem as though it was packing the same punches as Fallout. Mm, you know, yeah. you didn't, you, there, there aren't any particularly memorable moments in Dead Reckoning at all. Um, yeah. yeah, you, you know, there's maybe a few scenes we like that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and doesn't help that they like continuously showed like the big, the big stunt. In the yeah, yeah, they and... they can't do that with the final or the final one. I'm using air quotes there. Yeah, they need um, to really step away from showing those stunts. Yeah, because I saw that whole. Do you remember that IMAX? Yeah, uh, BTS. Um, yeah, we saw thing. how it was made and stuff. Yeah, I saw that around like five, six times. They always showed it. I'm like, yeah, don't do that because you knew exactly how uh, how it was going to happen. You knew exactly when that moment was going to come in the movie, and I think it just pulled away from it. I agree. But if you hadn't really seen much, maybe something about a little, you know, one second thing on like a trailer, and then that happened, you'd be like, holy shit, like he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no would be doubt. much more crazy. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> All right. Our next one is Biggest Surprise Film. Um, so these are films that uh, blew me and James away, um, pretty much. So the nominees for that was Godzilla Minus One, Elemental, Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Gran Turismo, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and The Iron Claw. Kyan, any guesses? 
Ooh, this is a good one. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to say The Iron Claw. Okay. But because I know that was one of James's favorite films of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've already forgotten most of the ones you just listed. I remember <laughs> Hunger Games being on there. Yeah. Um, what were the other ones? Gran Turismo, uh, Godzilla, Elemental, and Dungeons and Dragons. I think Elemental has a very strong chance as well because of how it um, how it recouped its its um, box office. Yeah, its mm. box office towards the end. But um, I'm, I'm going to stick with Iron Claw. Iron Claw. Mm. Close. The winner is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, Among Thieves. really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's actually really surprising. Mm. Yeah. Well, we were surprised by it as well. We had like little to no expectations going into the film and. Where you came out of it having a blast, you know, like the jokes were actually genuinely funny, and like the performances yeah. by the ensemble cast was also good as well. Yeah, I would agree um, with that actually. And and the thing about this one, it's a very subjective kind of category because it's depending on your expectations going into the movie, yeah, yeah, versus what the end result actually is. But yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, like there are a lot in these where I weren't really expecting much from either of them, but Dungeons and Dragons. I left the the cinema like smiling. I was happy. I had yeah. a good time. It was. It's just so much fun. And I think it's really rewatchable. I've seen it twice now. I can, yeah, it's one it, that it I'd love to It is a very, very fun movie, yeah. yeah. I suppose, yeah, it, is, it all does come down to that subjective perception. Because, mm-hmm. again, like, maybe if you had, you were familiar with the directors, I think it's, like, Evan, Evan Goldberg or something and mm-hmm. something, something. Yeah. Um, they'd done Game Night. Yeah. And that was a yeah. very fun, well-constructed film. Just, like, the way it was shot, the way it was all laid out was just, like, it was clear that, clear that the the writers mm-hmm. really knew what they were doing yeah so the, the, there is like on some level like if you knew that then maybe mm-hmm. you could go well Dungeons and Dragons might at least be like enjoyable but it was yeah. actually like super enjoyable yeah I think it's from the marketing as well I never really I was like oh, okay it didn't look as good as it actually was yeah. but with Game Night if we had biggest surprise um, back when Game Night released I think Game Night might have been a nominee it would have been a nominee we, we love a winner one. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, alright biggest disappointment now, this one is disappointment to us and versus our expectations going into it as well. So quite a similar one, but more on the negative side of things. So the nominees are Napoleon, Maestro, Wish, Barbie, The Flash, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And the winner is Barbie. Really? <laughs> yes. If you think about it, it was my number one of the year. And then it had Greta Gerwig and Noel Bombach as a writer, so we expected amazing things. Mm. And do you remember how you came out of the movie? Were you, like, satisfied? Very. Were you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it is a divisive movie, but I think the way that I view it is, like, yeah, sure, it was really high on Elm, most anticipated, but I don't know. I, there was a genuine disappointment that didn't reach my expectations. And it's not to say that it's a bad movie or I dislike it, or even find it kind of mid or whatever. I just, it was, I was expecting great things. The marketing made it look like it was going to be great. I'd heard great things prior to going into it. And so I was disappointed when I, when I left. And I think, yeah, and that's the, the way that we kind of measure, measure it, or at least I do in terms of this voting. Hmm. Yeah. I completely disagree, but I got to respect <laughs> your opinion. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, what were you expecting going into the movie? I, what I wanted was something that was just cleverly written mm-hmm. and was going to explore explore things that would be like a bit challenging, would challenge you. My initial thoughts very early on, back mm-hmm. in, I want to say like 2018, yeah. 2019, mm-hmm. when we were excited for the Barbie movie, we knew it was coming. 
Um, I thought it was going to be challenging beauty standards and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't end up doing that, but it ended up doing other things. Yeah. And um, I, I think that, I mean, we probably all agree that um, the movie does maybe a little too much mm-hmm. and, it, and it loses focus. It's, it's saying too many things and yeah. it's, it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think it, it said enough challenging things and was witty enough mm-hmm. that I think it stands completely uniquely among blockbuster films. Uniquely for sure, yeah. You, you just you do not get films like this. You just mm. don't. Yeah. Especially when they earn this much and have this much mainstream audience appeal. Mm-hmm. It's just a very kind of interesting offbeat take on a property. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's my view on it. I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I agree to your points, but yeah, it's still a major disappointment to me. But if we're gonna like be talking like you know our top ten films of the year soon, it's in contention to make the list. Mm. But I, I don't think it will, just because I think there's been too much good stuff this year. Yeah, it's been a very good year. year. Yeah, but it's one I'll consider because I did love a lot of aspects about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, worst character is the next one. And the nominees for this is The Goat from Wish, Modoc from Ant-Man, Scuttle from The Little Mermaid, Darben from The Marvels, The Oompa Loompa from Wonka, and Aquaman from Aquaman. <laughs> and the winner is The Goat from Wish. Well, well deserved. <laughs> I mean, once you see it, you'll know. Like in the marketing, you just knew that the goat was going to be that classic um, furry friend, that side character to the main person. It's the classic Disney formula. Yeah. And usually they are quite endearing and they have a bit of a, a nice uh, comedic aspect to them. And they're usually pretty fun, even though it's uh, part of the formula and you can get annoyed at that. The goat from that is not endearing and it is not funny. It makes the worst jokes. It's cringe and it's so pointless and it just wastes screen time. Um, I feel bad for the animators to having to put work into that. Uh, so yeah, horrible character. But the, all these characters just would—they were just awful. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna move on to worst movie. So the nominations are Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, Next mm-hmm. Goal Wins, Wish, The Flash, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, and Ghosted. Any predictions for this one, Kyan? Um, I want to say, I want to say Wish. Mm-hmm. Um, only because, you know, it's, Disney is producing less and their quality is getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a, a, a monumental film for them in terms of like it being their anniversary film. And celebrating. Yeah. Celebrating and supposed to be like all their talent put into it. Yeah. Um, but, but it, it, when it comes to the superhero ones, like, you know, uh, Shazam and, like, uh, Ant- The Man. Flash and oh, yeah. Ant-Man, like, mm-hmm. almost on some level, except with the exception of Ant-Man, I think we have come to expect kind of uh, middling and unpredictable quality from superhero movies now. Yeah. Um, such the point now where you toss a coin, mm-hmm. maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my logic on it. And what were the other ones? 
Nick's goal wins and ghosted. Oh, okay. Nick's goal wins probably the worst. <laughs> that's that's one one you're predicting. That's that's kind of what I'm predicting here. Well, Kyan is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's goal wins worst movie, and Kyan gets that because he just he knows how much we did not like this movie. Yeah, we roasted it a lot. We even went worse than we did on the actual review for it. Yeah, but yeah. Taika at his worst, like, easily. I mean, this guy is just writing jokes that no one, not even a fucking little kid, will laugh at nowadays. It's yeah. just getting to the point of where it's just cringe and he just needs to stop doing comedy. Well, we went to the New Zealand premiere and they had some of the supporting cast there. Kids were playing Tiggy in the screening. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, they were running around. That's how bad this movie is. <laughs> That's all I need to say. And, and, and no one told those kids to sit down because they were more entertaining than the movie. Oh yeah, that it was an intense tiggy tag battle. It was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is most memorable scene. Oh. Uh you gotta re reword the, the first one. To avoid spoilers. Uh, Mr. Kai. Oh for I'm, Mr. I'm, Kai. Yes. Oh I've not seen Ferrari. <clears throat> oh Ferrari, okay, I've not seen it. Okay, so I will stall until I get to that one. So the no nominees are Trinity Test from Oppenheimer, Destroy Off Worlds from Oppenheimer, that's the ending, I'm Just Ken from Barbie, Spider-Verse Cliffhanger ending, Come Guzzler from Saltburn, and the scene from Ferrari. <laughs> I don't know. The scene. Racing scene. The crash. Let's okay. call it the crash. Is it a crash? All right, yeah. We'll, do, we'll say the crash then. Okay, the okay. Crash. I'm just assuming it's a crash. Okay. So let's go with yep. the crash. The, the crash from the Ferrari. The crash from Ferrari. Yeah. And anyone who's seen Ferrari will know what that is. Instantaneously. Right. Mm -hmm. I've not seen it, but I, I can assume. <laughs> uh, when you watch it, you'll. Yep. You'll know. Yep. And the winner for this one is Destroy Off Worlds from Oppenheimer. The ending. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair. That's fair. Fitting. Yeah. 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 No, that, that one's a good one. It's one that sticks with you, and it's one that you actually think about. And that's why I think it's so memorable because it's uh, almost reflective of our world today in a way. Uh, I just really love the ending. Nolan knows how to end movies. It's probably one of the best. I think that was Nolan's best ending since Inception. Yeah, oh, Inception's great. Inception's eh? the, 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 the little thing spinning. Yeah, and you don't quite know, but... And it really leaves you on one of those, oh, shit, yeah. moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, Interstellar, the heartbreak. Oh, yeah. The Murphy and him coming back together. I think The Dark Knight is a really good one as well. The Dark Knight yeah. is a good one. A lot of these are very sort of like conclusive endings, though. Like, mm -hmm. for example, with Interstellar, it's, it's him trying to find um, Anne Hathaway's character. Mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. just, It just ends on her on some planet. And then uh, with The Dark Knight, it's just sort of like, it's just uh, Gordon. Oh, uh, yeah, if we're talking about the closing scene. The, the closing scenes, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's Gordon talking and then the Batmobile going up the, um, off the ramp. ramp, ramp, on ramp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just love that monologue. It is cool. It yeah. is very cool. But like, often I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, and then it's just like, you feel it. And then you, it's one of those movies you walk out and everyone's just, they're silent they're almost. Silent. Like, people oh, are going, shit. oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, it's it's so good. It's completely deserving of it. All right. Best score slash soundtrack. We've combined the two for this one. So the nominees are Oppenheimer, Barbie, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Boy and the Heron, Poor Things. And the winner is Oppenheimer. Tough one. 
Uh, but yeah, Oppenheimer yeah. takes the win there, and I think it's I think it's deserving. Yeah, Ludwig Grohansen did another fantastic score for Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we touched upon it before, The Destroyer of Worlds, that whole end scene is just made even more intense by the score that plays behind it. I mean, the mm, intensity yeah. of the Trinity test as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just, even can you hear the music? That, yeah, that's like probably so one good. of the best scores um, in the film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- this is just like, there wasn't really a weak aspect musical wise from Oppenheimer. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's almost like Nolan has actually found a, a, a very serious replacement for Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I know. That, like, that is extremely capable of uh, reaching reaching Hans Zimmer's level of quality. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how it's just a seamless transition between composers yeah. with uh, Nolan's team. It, it's it's just funny though that scores are kind of becoming almost memey now as well. It is. Yeah, yeah like yeah. can you hear the music in like lots of memes and stuff like that? And even um the Spider Man twenty ninety nine theme that yeah that sound oh, yeah. i don't even know how to describe the sound like a like an elephant yeah and then yeah it's it's just it's funny how it's becoming uh like in that kind of internet space yeah yeah all right <clears throat> next category is best visuals so nominees for this is guidance of the galaxy volume three the creator oppenheimer godzilla minus one mission impossible dead reckoning part one and poor things and the winner is the creator very well deserved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we were having a, well, we were tossing up, we were tossing up between Guardians and the Creator. We were debating pretty, pretty strongly for this one. Yeah. Yeah. But the Creator takes it. Creator looks yeah. like it was, it was, they, they spent maybe 220 on it, 220 mm. million. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's really well done. It's extremely well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just has every, everything big blockbustery about it, like on the larger scale. Yeah. Um, the movie's like, okay. Mm-hmm. What would your thoughts be about Godzilla minus one? I don't know the actual budget number. Yeah, well, they did um, say fifteen, and then they said, the, but the director refuted that. Yeah, so I'd need to know the actual budget. In you know, terms said, of the actual visual effects, do you think they compare to something like Guardians or Creator? No, no, no. Yeah, I no. do agree. I, I, I that wouldn't. It doesn't even compare to Godzilla twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but if it's, it's 15, getting there. Yeah. If, if it's, it's fifteen million, then it's completely different but yeah if it's completely different yeah mm. yeah yeah but um you, it's very hard to beat hollywood's creative engine yeah um not creative engine i would say like vfx house engine and mm-hmm. um, they've got so many studios there yeah all right best production design so we got barbie killers of the flower moon the color purple oppenheimer saltburn and poor things and the winner is Poor things. For best costume? Best production design. Production, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poor things, yeah. yeah. I think it's completely deserving. It's just so unique and it's constantly uh, showcasing its you know, very intricate set designs and just mixing, you know, like the steampunk, Victorian kind of uh, stuff together and you get this, you know, really unique kind of clash. I think it just creates a – it throws you into a world. Mm. And that's something very important for production design. Even the detailing in the film is fantastic. Like windows on the side of a whorehouse is shaped as penises. Yeah. Like, uh, how, yeah. How good is that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw that from some of the still images, like yeah. from, from last year, mm-hmm. early last year. Yeah. 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 No, it's, yeah it's, it's just so super good. creative. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next category is best cinematography. And the nominees are Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, 
Napoleon, Maestro, Saltburn, and Poor Things. And the winner of this one is Oppenheimer. I think that's deserved because I think this is really a, a weak year for cinematography. And I may be downplaying uh, Oppenheimer, or maybe I don't remember it as fondly, but I don't feel like it's a screen or a cinematography great movie. No. I, I think it's very good, but and it's doing what it can because it is just, you know, kind of talking heads for three hours. But yeah, the fact that, you know, Oppenheimer wins here, and I do think it is the best of the year, just shows that it's not particularly a strong year for cinematography. No, I was going to say, because I mean, Oppenheimer, like I'd say the biggest biggest pull for it is like, you know, just that really crisp IMAX, like full IMAX quality that you get in these like outdoor sequences, mm-hmm. um, you know, like beautiful, beautiful dynamic range and like the skies yeah, and like the, the landscapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they really just superb this. lighting. Yeah. Um, even in, in the outdoor scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've not seen poor things, but I imagine it's like, yeah. Kind of like the favorite or something. Like it's that fish sort of eye galore. Like, so it is like the favorite then. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 <laughs> there's yeah. lots of fish That's eye. That's becoming that. Yorgos's thing. Yeah. And I think it's almost a negative to the movie because it's Interesting. just, it doesn't really do much. Well, isn't it supposed to add a sense of like unease? I was on the opposite. A little bit of a twist, <clears throat> twistiness to it. I was on the opposite of what he's saying. I enjoyed the fish eye. Yeah. Oh, okay. it. It's certainly unique, but I think it's just unique for the sake of it, not for an actual purpose. And. If you want to say it's for the unease, I don't think there are moments when it's used in there that it's always a moment where you have to feel uneasy in any way. Right. Um, I'm only going based off my experience with the favorite then, which yeah. is, um, you know, when the queen's kind of like cracking a bit, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. and, and he uses it sort of around those moments. But yeah, I've, I've not seen poor things. So yeah, maybe he's, he's, he's starting to rely on it as a bit of a visual motif or stylistic yeah. motif of this. Yoga signature, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we're moving on to the acting ones. We got Best Supporting Actress. So we have Devine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, Penelope Cruz for Ferrari, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Julianne Moore for May December, and Hayley Atwell for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Any predictions to this one? Julianne Moore has got to win. <laughs> you think so? I think she has, but um, you guys might have someone else in mind. Mm-hmm. We have Penelope Cruz and Ferrari. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. She was, she literally stole the show from Adam Driver and everyone else mm-hmm. in it. She was just absolutely fantastic, you know, playing that sort of, uh, what's another word for badass, you know, like a sassy sort of ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And then like her argument scenes with... Um, Adam Driver, like she's very fiery and she's really yeah, great yeah. in those sorts of roles. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she was great in it. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, Julian Moore was really high up in terms of my, my list and my, my vote there. But um, yeah, it, it's a really, we had so, we had at least four compelling picks that we we're trying to decide from for this. And I think Penelope Cruz is one that's just interesting. And mm-hmm. yeah, it really works for the movie. Well, I couldn't have guessed that because I haven't seen Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next one is Best Supporting Actor. So the nominees for this was Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer, Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon, Charles Melton in May, December, Dominic Sessa in The Holdovers, Coleman Domingo in The Color Purple, and Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things. Uh, And the winner is... 
Charles Melton and made a similar. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen again. I haven't seen the other ones, but well, most, some of them, I haven't seen. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I it's such a good surprising role and such a difficult role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, such a quiet, reserved one. Yeah, you know, often, often when it's like a best actor role, it's always like these very loud, rambunctious characters that gets attention because it's like. Look at how bright and flavorful I am. Yeah. This is acting. This is acting. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, when, when, when a very like solemn reserved character just hits the right notes, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is just a step above. I don't care how loud everyone else is. Yeah. This is just a step above. And, the, and yeah, he, he's just so good. I mean, I don't know if you guys heard the recent comments from the guy that Charles Melton portrays, like the mm. real life version. They didn't even like talk to him or anything. They just made the movie without his, like, consent or anything. Um, and he said that it was not an accurate portrayal, but... was not. No, yeah, yeah. So I, th- I thought that was an interesting <laughs> comment, but... Well, that's not a surprise. I mean, it's not even... It's not It's not based on anything. Mm. I mean, it's based loosely on a bunch of people's lives, but it's, yeah. it's literally a fictional story. Yeah. But it's, yeah, uh, inspired by this. It's inspired by events yeah. of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, I think Charles Melton deserves it. Obviously, Downey Jr. would be a strong pick. Some Mark Ruffalo is really great as well. He is. Um, those were the three that I thought were probably the strongest of the year. But another, another really strong year for a sporting actor. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, best actress, probably one of the most competitive uh, categories in terms of nominations, but not in terms of the winner. So the nominations are Carrie Mulligan. And Maestro, Nellie Portman in May December, Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon, Kaylee Spaney for Priscilla, Fantasia Barino for The Color Purple, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. And the winner is Emma Stone for Poor Things. Wow. Yeah, yeah. she's fantastic in it. Like <clears throat> her portrayal of her character going from like naivety to maturity mm-hmm. is just done fantastically. Like you can see it happen gradually and gradually throughout the film. It's just... She does it so well. And yeah. it's just like, um, because you know the basic premise of the film. No, not at all. You said it in your um, most anticipated, like, about what the plot was about. Okay, um, well, what, what are we talking about here in terms of what basic premise? I know that it's like kind of like Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I, I well, know that much. Okay, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll run yeah. with that then. Um, so we don't give too much away. But yeah, no, it, it's, it's a physical performance as well. Just the movements and the oh, stuff like okay. that. So you're getting like a very uh, dynamic, a very versatile performance because like Nan said, the character truly transforms. The character at the start is not the character at the end. And Emma Stone just does it so well. I would say it's her best performance easily. Wow. Yeah. And wow. she's going. So Lily yeah. Gladstone's got some major competition here at the Oscars. 100%. And yeah, there, I, there's no one that really rivals her in this, but everyone else is just so good. Like all the other actors nominated are just, they give some of their best performances. Yeah. And stacked, stacked category. Mm-hmm. But Emma Stone takes it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another one that's pretty stacked is Best Actor. Um, so the nominees for this one is Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer, Leonardo DiCaprio and Killers of the Flower Moon. Bradley Cooper in Maestro, Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers, Zac Efron in The Iron Claw, and Barry Keown in Saltburn. And the winner for this one is Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. Mm. Mm. Need to see The Holdovers. You should. Yeah. It's really good. I don't, I don't think it's out yet. Yeah. No. Completely deserved. Um, I would say, like, 
it, it it's stacked in terms of like name recognition, but in terms of the winner, I just I knew it was Paul Giamatti for me. Um, Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer, everyone's gonna like try and challenge that, but it's a very subdued performance. He's just kind of staring off blankly a lot of the time, and it doesn't. It's not the hardest role to pull off, at least not when going against something that Paul Giamatti does, mm. and it's just it's such a real performance and. A variety of emotions that you has to you have to make the audience member buy into that emotion and that character, and he does it so well. There's just so much like nuance to, uh, yeah, his performance. Yeah. So, best franchise film is our next category. Coming to the final three now. Best franchise film nominees are Guns of the Galaxy Volume Three, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. John Wick Chapter 4, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, and Godzilla Minus One. Any guesses for this one? This is hard. Um, I'm going to go Guardians. Guardians? Only because it's a, a great end to a trilogy, but I, I would have no idea. But I think Godzilla Minus One is a huge contender too. Oh, the winner is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is another one where James and I had a long conversation about which should be the winner. Um, I was back in Guardians as mm-hmm. well. And then I, yeah. I thought we were, when we last had a conversation, like you were for Guardians and against Spider-Verse. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not against Spider-Verse. It's like a better franchise film. That's why I, yeah. I, I thought you wouldn't go with um, <laughs> Spider-Verse. Now me and Anne decided to switch roles for the day. Um, <laughs> well, the obviously... Clearly it's close because... Yeah. Across the Spider-Verse is the better film. I think that's a pretty safe thing to say. But then there's an argument to be made that Guardian serves the franchise better than Spider-Verse. Does yeah, do because the thing is you don't know how Spider-Verse will serve it based on the third one. Yeah. And then by that point, you mm-hmm. you could say, well, actually, now now that I think of it, yeah. you know, Spider-Verse is not as good as Guardians mm-hmm. once you get that third film from Spider-Verse. I just think about the storytelling in Across the Spider-Verse and I think it's just... It's just mind blowing how they how they did it, and yeah. yeah, I think it deserves it. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is right there. Yeah, definitely. Next category is Best Director. Um, so these ones are Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Celine Song in Past Lives, Alexander Payne in The Holdovers, and Yorgos Lathimos for Poor Things. And the winner for this one is Christopher Nolan and Oppenheimer. Or well, for Oppenheimer. For Oppenheimer? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's deserved. Um, <laughs> when you talk about directing, I think, yeah, Oppenheimer is a, one of the, a masterful uh, demonstration of that role. Bringing all the aspects of the film together into one singular vision. Oppenheimer does that to a T. You know, Yorgos Lanthimos, he's, he's so good as well. And so is Scorsese. And even Celine Song in her first... Uh, director of debut as well but nolan takes this one i think this is his uh master class of directing if you will yeah fair all right we're at the big one now best picture the best film of the year so our nominees are oppenheimer killers of the flower moon the iron claw the holdovers spider-man across the spider-verse and poor things any guesses on what? I think based on what you're voted for, mm-hmm. like as a total, yeah. it would be logical to pick Oppenheimer here because it has the most votes out of any movie here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's the natural direction. 
Yeah. But best film's a hard thing because it really comes down to that subjective feeling at the end, whether you felt like it all it was all really lived up to it and or maybe something else surprised you. So mm. I'm gonna say I don't know, but I would say statistically speaking, it's probably Oppenheimer. Statistics never lie. Kyan's <laughs> right. Oppenheimer has won Best Picture for us at the Movie Games Awards for 2023. Such a competitive year. So much uh, good categories. Um, a lot of bad, a lot of worst stuff. Ugh. They're competitive as well. <laughs> but a lot of good. It's been, a, it's been a great year for film, and I think our MGAs reflect that. Yeah. yeah. Should be a bit quieter next year, considering everything got delayed. But there's still a bunch of good stuff. Furiosa, Dune Part yeah. 2, they're all going to be strong tenders, I'm sure, for... OMJ's next year. Easily, yeah. yeah. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that will do us on our little Movie Games Awards. Um, if you agree with our nominations and our winners, head over to X or Instagram and let us know which ones you don't agree with. Um, and I'm sure we'll have a chat with you in regards to that. If you enjoyed listening to these types of uh, episodes, head over to Spotify, wherever you pod from, and search Let's Be Real, and you can have a look at our podcast, Let's Be Real, along with all these little specials that we do. Um, and be sure to have a, head over to moviegains.com um, if you're in a reading mood, and you can read all of our reviews, and we also do stuff like box office analysis, Oscar analysis, and physical media content as well. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today on our special for the Movie Games Awards. We'll catch you later when we do Let's Be Real. See you later. Peace. Bye-bye.